0: Your Real Money Talks host, Laura Langmire, gets straight to the point about what it actually takes to make money and build lasting wealth in today's changing economic climate. If you're ready to get the financial results you've always dreamed of, keep listening. Real Money Talks is the right place for you. And now here's your host, Laura Langmire.
1: Hi, you are back at Laurel's Real Money Talks. This is Laurel today on our podcast talking about future pacing, planning, specifically our 120-day planning process. So it's a pretty proprietary process. We've been doing it for almost two decades. In a 120-day plan, it's a critical tool to list and prioritize your most important elements and activities that support and move you closer to your goals. The information that you list inside your 120-day plan should be based on you know, conversations that you have with your coach, with me, with accountability partners, your mastermind groups. Um, but what is it that you want? And the reason we always say it needs to be validated by, you know, a coach, a mentor, someone else, is to assure that you really, like, have it forecasted right. I always say you want to back into your goals. You want to, like, go out for a while and then back in say, so by this date, if this has to happen, I want to back into it. And I want to chunk it so I know that it will occur. So for example, if I have a client who says, well, I want to buy two pieces of property, well, you need to be putting contracts in by x date, because by the time you get mortgage appraisals, all of it done, it could be 3060 days easily before you close. So in a 120 day planning process, you want to say, here's my end result. Now, and then think through very clearly what actions are going to cause that result to occur, and then chunk it back. So in a 120 day plan, that's four months, you say, so in four months' time, this is what I want now. And then you say, and then I go into the month. I back it in by month. So what's going to happen month four, month three, month two, and month one? Because a lot of times you just start today and hope it's all going to line up back there and the 120-day plans. So although the information, it's going to evolve, like that's really what's going to happen and you're going to modify a little bit and you'll change it a little as you progress, that the commitment to the actions is, you know, in direct reflection and indication of your success, like, are you going to get it because if you can't think it, you can't create it. So this is that time where you want to sit down and you have to do it. And you want to chunk into these plans to make sure that you have an implementation plan, that's totally doable, maybe a little bit of a stretch. And the thing that I always want to caution and bring you into is, do you have enough team to get what you need done, and who needs to be on the team to get it done. So I'm going to put this document up on our webpage for our gifts. So you go to asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. And I'm going to give you our template for our 120-day plan so you can go grab it over there. If you want to have a session with one of our team members, go to asklaurel.com on the main page, put in your name, phone number, and email. And in the question section, say, I want to talk to somebody. I'd like an appointment to talk about my 120-day plan. What would be great is you go get the plan, design it from what you've heard in the podcast, and then have one of our uh, teams you know, review it with you so you feel that you have a successful plan laid out. Now, what is a year to 18-month goal? right? So you want to think this is kind of part one, I'm going to chunk down the parts for you. What's the year? What's the 18 month goal that's going to help you get there? And what's the big thing? You know, you can call it a big, hairy, audacious goal. Like, for us launching this podcast was, you know, it, it did take a year to do it, but it took some time to do it and get the pages organized and get it set up and structured. And, you know, we're still enhancing it. So then what are the critical success factors I give you four boxes that are going to cause that to occur. So what must occur, right? So using the podcast as an example, you needed a web page. You need somebody to do all of the edits and the uh, positioning and the posturing of it. You needed me to actually block times throughout the week to get it done and the staff to follow through to make sure the gifts and everything is all up there. So there's lots of components to getting anything done. I need you to start thinking each through. A lot of people say, well, I want to write a book. Well, what's that going to take? So your goal would be, I want to write a book. I want to be an Amazon bestseller. Well, then you better have that book pretty well into completion by month eight, nine, right? Because you got to go out and you got to have a whole launch plan and launch strategy. Now, you can do it a little more like my way where I, I launch I get pre orders of the book. And then when the book's done, then I have a launch date. So you could do it either way. You could pre pre order, which is what I prefer, because then you actually are going to make money to pay for the book, which is the launch rich strategy. Or you can get the book done and then go into a launch plan. Either way they work. I prefer my method because that's what I do all the time. Now, what you want to do is take, say, those four critical success factors, and there may be more, right? But I want you to pick one of the big 120-day goal plans. And what are the four things? Getting a book done. I want a podcast done. I want a YouTube TV show. I want a new product line on the market. I want to be, you know, distributed in X number of outlets. So whatever your goal is, you want to set the goal and start detailing critical success factors of what's going to cause that to occur, Then on page two of our form to help you guide towards it um, is critical success factor, say, number one. So number one would be X. You need to do this. Then again, you cut into the actions and tactics. What's it going to take to get that done? So it's really what I call a a cascading planning. Um, I learned this from, you know, Jim Collins does this. Jack Welsh does this. It's a very standard planning model where you pick a big goal, big, hairy, audacious goal. And then what are the four, six, no more than eight things that are going to get that done? Then you say, okay, now what's going to get number one done? And you list a whole bunch of actions, tactics, and I want you to get really clear. And then from that, I want to go out a little further and say, so who's going to do it? Because this is starting to get it all off of you. And then by when will it get done? So What needs to be done? Who's going to do it? When will it get done? And then you may want to go into the house. If you go into the house too soon in this planning process, then you get kind of what I call tangled in the weeds. You're going to get really down into the nitty gritty. That's the next phase of this. Right now, this is higher level. This is what I want. These are the high level critical success factors. They're also called key performance indicators. And then you break those down into another four to six steps, which are actions and tactics by who and by when. Right. So then page number two, three, and you go all the way through to the end. Now, how do you get further into it? This is the next level of planning. And I think very few people know how to do this. So then you go into the how to. So first of all, I do that planning with high level team. Then in our case, using Live Out Loud as an example, we would go into the departments because the rest of the departments don't have to know. So as a group, we need to know what's marketing doing, what's sales doing, what's accounting doing, what's operations doing, what are the fulfillment of our operations is broken to an event and program team. Uh, what's the where's the customer service and the follow up, and then who's holding the technology? So if you look across any company, you have these departments and divisions. They need to all cascade and roll up to one big goal for the company. But then, how is it going to get done? So then each department goes again. So each critical success factor, right, from those actions and tactics and who and when are broken down again. Now, this gets really, really myopic. This gets down to the detail of who's going to do what, by when, and do you have an agreement of the team? And even if the team's only three of you, are you the owner agreeing to how they're going to get things done? And I'll tell you a big, costly mistake that I have made in the past is not controlling that how-to all the way to the end. Because many times I'll see, and I'm going through elimination right now, of teams who have bought way too much technology, crossover technology, because the marketing team needed it, the programs team needed it, the accounting team needed something else. So everybody just kind of bought what they needed versus an aligned technical plan. And as smaller businesses, that's easy to do. I have tons of clients who've done it, um, including myself, and it's very expensive to untangle. You've wasted a lot of money, and you have your data all over the place. So really look at what technical systems as a group are going to run this plan, whether it's Infusionsoft or some subsets of different softwares. Um, How's it going to tie to your accounting at the end of the day? If it doesn't tie to accounting and money, what's the point of you being in business? And from your web technologies to just the email sending to the Facebook, YouTube, to who's going to run Amazon, like all your technologies need to have some strategy and alignment of who's going to be running what and when. All right. So 120 day plans. Let's talk about future pacing. So future pacing is uh, a term that I made up years and years ago. And what it means is as you, the leader, decide on these 120 day plans, and you can do 90 day, you can do six month, Uh, I wouldn't go all the way out to a year, too many variables happen, too many uh, economic impacts happen. Um, I like three to four month planning, right? And then, you know, continuing to adjust and continuing to adjust, it keeps you nimble, it keeps you flexible, and it keeps you mobile. So, What I want you thinking about as the owner is future pacing your teams. So once these plans and these critical success factors and the actions and the tactics and the hows all get laid down with timelines, there's a lot of project tools you can use, tons of project from Basecamp. There's um, Microsoft has a great, you know, smart plan. Uh, There's all sorts of planning tools. So you lay it all out so everyone can see what everyone's doing and they're required to use it. Future pacing, though, is more about the team. It's about the energy of the plan. It's about getting your goal. It's about rallying the troops to say, we're going for this goal. These are all the things that need to occur. Do you have all the resources Do you need? Do you have what you need? And then if you're expecting people to be ready— you need to future pace your team, meaning on week three, I'm going to need you for this. Will you be ready? By month you know, four, in week two, I'm going to need you for this. Will you be ready? And then you're calendaring out the team that are the vendors that need to be inside of it. Now, you can delegate that to, again, the departments, but I also want to caution you about overusing vendors in cross-purposed ways. So again, your job is to keep the master plan aligned, keep those that are following in uh, in marching orders, you do need to put in some consequences to a not using project management tools to falling off the plan. You know, maybe you do some course correction of you know, you sit and have meetings to course correct the plan. Um, But you're, you're at the end of the day, the only one that cares that all this occurs. Uh, Keeping pace means future pacing keeping people paced, keeping them contracted, keeping them paid, and keeping the machine moving. So all that being said, I want to challenge you to do your first 120-day planning. If you've already done it, I'd love to see them. i love to give input to what other people are doing. Um, I have a lot of experience in these different planning models and future pacing models. And for a lot of you, it's a capacity issue. So you a lot of beginning entrepreneurs or even new entrepreneurs, new meaning less than three years, you're used to planning for a month, maybe a week, and if you're brand new, you, you barely plan your day. Future pacing is saying, this is what we're going to do in the next three to four months. Like, I am paced through the end of the summer already. And in the next week, I'll be paced through the end of the year. Now, some of you hear that and say, oh, my gosh, that makes you so inflexible and you can't do anything. No, it makes it pretty certain that what we're doing is about these things. And the teams can rally around that goal. And in my case, it's a lot of travel. So future pacing is essential. It's a capacity stretching activity. Like I want you to hold a month at a time. I want you to then hold two months at a time. Um, it's the same principle I teach when you hold a stage. Some of you are great in front of 20 people, but you get in front of 200, you know, you don't have enough energy to capac- and capacity to hold the whole room. So for you as the leader, I really want to work with you on leadership capacity and how much you can hold and how much you can run and move and how to do it kind of gracefully. I, I, I'm known to be you know, kind of a bull in a china shop sometimes, but you know I've done I've done it both ways. I've got a lot of experience. I want to help you learn to lead, grow, future pace, do your plans right. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I love this conversation. I love lots of these conversations. That's why I love doing the podcast. I love sharing all this with you. So again, if you want this 120-day planning tool, go to asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts give me your name, your phone number, your information. We'll send it on out to you. And if you want, again, a conversation privately with our team. And if you want one with me, we'll uh, get you to the team who can get that organized. This has been Laurel at Laurel's Real Money Talks, and we will talk soon. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for joining Laurel for this segment of Real Money Talks, how to make money, manage money, and invest money. To continue this new conversation and to find free resources to support your wealth creation, visit asklaurel.com forward slash podcast gifts. That's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L.com forward slash podcast gifts. Thanks for listening and join us again soon. New episodes are released every week.